Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited today because, again, this is the second time, well, in in past month and a half almost, that I've actually gotten to sit in front of my guest today. And uh, I'm here in Bentonville at Board Game Nights. I'm here with the owner of Board Game Nights, Jesse Arburn. And Jesse is just putting this place together. And probably by the time this podcast comes out, he'll be ready to open his doors. And hopefully, while we won't be COVID-19 free, we'll be in a better place with regard to getting out of our houses and you know, trying to resume our life again. So I really want to encourage you to come check out what Jesse is doing here. If you are a gamer like I am and you like to play board games, 
and I mean more than just Monopoly and Life. Those are good games, but I mean, if you really like to play board games, you're going to want to listen to this episode. So without further ado, Jesse, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Good, good. It's so great to be with you. And, and like I said, I'm so glad to be out of the house. So thank you for putting this together. I mean, it's just the two of us. We're socially distancing and we're practicing good habits. And, you know, I kind of wanted to come out here and see what you were doing. So why don't you tell our audience here at I Am No Fool Stark and Saul just a little bit about yourself. Give us your little superhero origin story. And then we'll talk a little bit about board game nights. Okay. Again, my name is Jesse Arburn, and I live in Rogers, Arkansas. And I moved here in 2011 from Northeast Oklahoma by the Panhandle. Worked on oil rigs and did some fun things down there. I had just about as many jobs as you could possibly have every year. And then slowly transitioned out here to get to know my father, work in HVAC with him, do some construction work with him, and got a job with Walmart Home Office in IT. So my education is in is science technology. So I worked on data servers for Walmart Home Office for a while. Got really comfortable and familiar with the area. And right about the time that I got comfortable, my wife and I had a baby and decided that we were going to move to Pittsburgh for Walmart Home Office. We went down there and I worked in New York and New Jersey for Walmart, remodeling stores and building new stores for them, making sure their servers were set up properly. And then stayed there for about a year. And I really liked the board gaming community that they had there and realized that we had nothing like that here. When we decided that we wanted to move back, primarily because we were having a second baby and wanted to come back to where all of her family, my wife's family is. So we decided to you know, make the transition back to Northwest Arkansas, which we've always kind of felt like it was our home in right. the first place. So yeah, we moved back here and the moment we hit the ground, I decided to start looking into a board game shop here. Yeah. Some place for people to come gather and play board games on custom built board game tables and from a huge selection and you know, all the things that they have in the north, east coast to west coast, but we don't have anything like that here. So right. I wanted to come here and get one of these brought up and you know, get the community stirred up again for it. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, Ever since we connected, which we did, and your wife um, happened to check me out on Instagram, reached out, and we just started to have an organic conversation, which I really appreciate. You know, you kind of reminded me about some things that from my childhood that I missed, you know, and I, I kind of shared with you that I played Dungeons and Dragons, but then I kind of gave it up. I discovered girls, right? And, of course, you know, naturally. That's, that's, naturally. That's what happens, right? And yeah. so, But I still like playing games. I don't play as much. I mean, my kids play role-playing games electronically, but like, Fortnite and others, but I'm trying to get them to reconnect with the tactile nature of actually thinking and playing a game that you know, may stretch beyond a couple. I mean, you know, we play Dungeons and Dragons for days. Right. So, you know, it's not like that, it's just it's right. a quick fix. And so we guess the idea when we talked, I said, man, I think this would be an interesting topic because A, not only would it give you guys a little bit of push with regard to making, creating more awareness for board game nights, but it also would encourage people to think about different ways, especially with well, everything that we're going through right Precisely. now, to think about different ways to kind of reconnect with family so mm-hmm. that you're not just sitting around the house watching TV or binging on Netflix. And that stuff is fine. And there is a time for that, right? but that there are other options and opportunities. And so I know most people probably have life at home and Monopoly and all the standard games. But, you know, in your mind, when you think of a board game shop or a place where people can come and play, I mean, you're talking about a wide variety of games. So kind of, A, what were some of your inspirations? What did you see in some other places that you got a chance to look at when you were in the Northeast that you wanted to bring back here? And then what's your hope to accomplish with board game nights with regard to the atmosphere that you want to build up here? Sure. So in regards to what kind of 
set up and things that I want to build here in the sense of community is I want my wife is in her background is in education. She's a teacher and a counselor. And again, we have two kids at home. So our goal is to try and raise these kids into a, you know, a developing world of technology. And it's so hard to keep the TV off, <laughs> right? It's so difficult. They're like bugs to a blue light. They yeah. just, they, my three month old will stare at a TV and he doesn't even have control of his arms yet. So I wanted to try and find a way to create memories that didn't require a lot of technology sure. and a lot of everybody just sitting around staring at their phone. So the goal behind that was we play board games with our friends yeah. almost every week and we have people come over or we go to their house, they host, we host. It's a hassle. We have to decide what we're going to eat, who's going to cook, <laughs> we have what we're going to drink. Yeah. Everybody has to have, you know, potluck together things. You know, once you start having kids and stuff, those abilities start to go away a little bit. Right. They started for us anyways. And we really didn't, we weren't happy with that. Like that wasn't something that we were willing to give up. You know, I can give up a lot of things, but that sense of community and, you know, in regards to Dungeons and Dragons and the, the collaborative storytelling that comes behind Dungeons and Dragons is really remarkable. And there's nothing else in the medium that can compare to it. That being said, I, I haven't played Dungeons and Dragons in a few years and I'd love to get back into it. We plan to, you know, try and work some things out here in the store to make sure that that happens. But primarily the goal is like what I saw in the Northeast really was the community gathering, getting people in that may not have a group, may just be them and their partner yeah. or them and a friend who, you know, a board game designed for four people is not that fun with two people. Right. So having a place that you can come to and play with other people and meet new people and stuff, just that social gathering alone will make it ostensibly better than what you would normally get Friday night, hangout session, a movie theater. Right, you know? exactly. So, yeah, totally different. And that lasts for two hours and then it's over. Right. And so. there's no eye contact. There's no talking. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I would never, you know, when I was younger and I was dating, I'd never ask my date to go to a movie with me. What are you going to learn about them? What right. are you going to do? Right. You know, you're going right. to stare at a screen and that's... Yeah. You know what's better to do? Put a puzzle in front of him. Put work on a puzzle together because then you can talk and you can do things with the puzzle. We will have puzzles here too, but in a board game, it is just like a puzzle. You know, puzzles have a set of rules and you set at a table and you talk while you do the puzzle. It's the same with board games. So I think that's a remarkable thing that I really want to see more of here in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because, like I said, after we initially spoke, I connected with a few of my friends locally. Big shout out to Clint Snecloff, who is a pastor at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Fayetteville. He's a neighbor of mine, and he's a big gamer. He's a big kid. I mean, he loves playing games, both with adults. He especially loves the quality time that he has playing a bunch of board games with his kids. And then he gave me a list of the stuff that he's playing, and you know, I've been out of the gaming space for a while, except for, as I told you, Ticket to Ride, which board game that I'm playing with my kids. And we like that game, of course, outside of Monopoly. I mean, I will dominate in Monopoly. Sure. And yeah. Anybody that wants me on, just hit me up, Randy at IamNorthwestArkansas.com, and we can have a Monopoly contest. But no, seriously, there's just something about just the nature of coming together like that. And so, but Clint, I reached out to him and I said, hey, you know, what are the board game communities like? And then he started introducing me to some and had me join one right on Facebook. And short shout out to the Northwest Arkansas Board Gamers group. They have a Facebook page and they are doing some really interesting things. And when I talked to them about this particular episode that I was doing, they got really excited. And everybody was asking questions about where is this place and what's it going to be like? Of course, one of the questions was, is there going to be alcohol? Will there be food? I mean, what goes better with board games Inquiring than alcohol minds and want food? to know. Yes. Yeah. So kind of have all that. And I think that this is uncharted 
not that it's uncharted territory, but it's just an opportunity that you're filling in. And right. so like there's a book called The Blue Ocean Strategy, which talks about you know, when you start or when you're working in a business, one of your goals really should be to look for those blue oceans, the areas in between all of the red ocean, right? The red ocean is where there's everybody has a business. Mm -hmm. So there's sharks in the water, there's blood in the water, everybody's trying to get a piece of the pie. In a blue ocean, there are more opportunities and less sharks. And so, you know, this is an ideal blue ocean opportunity because it's not like there's a board game a shop. Correct. You know, there may be stores that sell board games, but there aren't a ton of formalized board game community outlets where you can go and meet like you're meeting at Cheers or Correct. some other exactly. place. And it's you can an have un- that connection. Yeah, it's, so. a, it's an untapped market. For it is. Sure. It is. Uh, the closest ones to here, if anybody wants to check one out relatively soon future before I open, there's a place called Shuffles okay. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Really great place. So we got to drive to Tulsa. Precisely. Yeah. Or you can go to you know the Branson Board Game Shop in, in Branson, okay. Missouri. We're equal distances apart. Right. Um, and we'll put some of those places sure. in the show notes so people can know where to go. Because I go to Tulsa actually quite a bit. I don't know that I would drive Tulsa just to play some board games. I did. I Did, did you really? <laughs> Market research. Yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. I would much rather come to Bentonville. Mm-hmm. Right. I can kind of tat, you know, to maybe time it up with a quick trip over to Yayo's at the A Street Market. Yeah. And, you know, get some really good food and bring, Hank. Well, so, you know, you right. get the idea. Right. So, so, but go ahead and finish what you were saying about just about your market research and going to some of the different places. Right. But the bottom line was Branson, Tulsa. Right. There was nothing closest in Northwest ones. Arkansas. Those are the closest ones to us. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of great gaming communities around here, a lot of great gaming stores. Yeah that I have no intentions on competing on. This isn't a competition by any means for these kinds of things. There are, you know, a few other gaming stores in the area, like Gear Gaming out of Fayetteville and Gamer Utopia, I believe, is in Rogers. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of great gaming stores here. But what they primarily lean into is the uh, trading card games, like Magic the Gathering and things like that. And those are great games. I grew up playing Magic, went to several tournaments. Those are amazing things to do, but I wanted to lean more into the community sense. It's kind of a niche market and it's not exclusive, but it's not incredibly inclusive. Yeah. You know, it's hard to get people into these games because they get a little intimidated. People can get quickly intimidated by these board games. They're like, I have to learn all these rules and right. stuff. It's not monopoly in the sense that, you know, you roll a dice, you move your guy and you do what it says. Yeah. Those kinds of games are great too. Like Monopoly is a great game and everything. But the reason Monopoly doesn't quite work as far as like what we're doing here, the kind of games we're going to have here. So Monopoly is an American style board game. Right. The games that we're going to have here are called Euro style board games sure. right, found in Germany. And Euro style board games have an end time. So they operate for like one hour to two hours at a time. There's typically something within the game that triggers that signifies the end of the game. So when the box says, this is a two hour game, it means you're probably only going to spend two hours at most playing it. Right. As opposed to Monopoly, which is an elimination style game, which to me doesn't seem super, super social. You start eliminating people from your table, what are they going to do? They're going to get bored. Right. You know, walk away. Right. They'll walk away. So elimination style games aren't what we're trying to do here. We're trying to keep people at the table. Everybody stays at the table till the end of the game. The competition is kind of hidden throughout these games so that somebody who seems to be doing poor in the beginning of the game versus somebody who's doing really well can make a comeback at the end of the game and end up winning. So there are a lot of things about Euro-style games that set it apart from uh, traditional American-style games. 
that kind of community is the kind that I want to gather and I want to get to set at a table and stuff, but you have to get them to the table first. <laughs> you have to get them to not be afraid to try the game. Now, there was a recent poll on Board Game Geek, I believe, the website boardgamegeek.com. They asked people, what are your favorite ways to learn board games? And number three on their list from three to one. So number three was watch a YouTube video explaining how to play the game. Number two was read the rule book. And number one was have a friend explain it to you. So having somebody explain it to you trumps all because you're in front of it. You can look at the pieces. You can look at the book. You can ask questions. You know, YouTube video is quite disconnected. It can be streamlined, but it's quite disconnected. And you can't really put those pieces together yourself. You have to just hope that they do it for you within right. the video. Right. Reading a rule book, same thing. And reading comprehension for board game jargon can get you like, what's a meeple? I don't even know what that is. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it can get confusing quickly and you spend more time Googling dichotomy of the language more than you do the actual rules of the game. But having somebody explain it to you is the best way to do it. Our slogan is, is we read the rules so you don't have to. Okay. We have played every game that we have, and we will continue to play games and learn the mechanics of these games. So when somebody comes in, even if I'm not a huge, huge fan of the game, somebody comes in and wants to play the game, I will gladly sit down and walk them through the game. That's the whole point of this place. I want more people to play these games. I think they're amazing. Yeah. And I think that other people will think they're amazing too. But we have to, you know, there has to be some give and take here. I have to be willing to sit down with them and talk with them and, you know, figure out what kind of games they like. I know that you've played Ticket to Ride. I know you like Monopoly. Right. So what other kind of games would you like? You know, Catan would be a great start for you if you were somebody walking in. And that's completely excluding, like, in this scenario, the, the board game community that already knows all these games, right. you know? So, and for them, it could be they come in and there's an amazing game that I kickstarted. Maybe they don't have because they didn't get it on the kickstart and they can play that game here without having to go spend $90 and to decide that they don't like it. Like it, yeah. That happens a lot a with lot. these games. These games are pretty expensive. They run the gamut of, you know, $20 to $200. So, And you're going to have a huge selection. Over 200 to start. Wow. That's amazing. 200 games. So there's going to be something for everyone. Basically. Precisely, yeah. So tell me this, will you have, and I don't know what the ultimate strategy would be that, are you going to have like themed nights for different types of games or? Absolutely. I already have a, a science fiction night set up where we're going to play games like Star Realms, which is a very picture-based fantasy sci-fi themed card game. So, and what I mean by picture-based is, is that it's limited reading. So a lot of these games, their age range is eight and up. So an eight-year-old or a seven-year-old who may not have a, a great reading comprehension just yet when it comes to these card games and stuff, doesn't have to because they can just look at the pictures. These things have very limited text on the card so that it's really easy to learn how to play the games. So games like Star Realms and you know, Terraforming Mars, where you're all working kind of collectively to terraform Mars. And it's all science-based as far as how much oxygen you need on the planet, how much, what kind of liquid and atmosphere you need on the planet and stuff. Kids can learn something about outer space at the same time. We're going to have like medieval theme nights, obviously, because that's kind of our niche with board game nights. We're going to have like social date nights where there's games like the Fox in the Forest duet. And it's just a two player, really simple game that can get two people communicating and playing and working together. It's not a competition. You're both trying to work to get the fox out of the forest and you have to collect gems to do it. And you're just playing this basically like poker style cards. They're numbered and you're moving the fox back and forth. And if they get lost in the woods, you lose some gems and really, really 
pretty artwork, like a pastel watercolor mm-hmm. artwork and stuff, and really simple to pick up. You know, so two people can come and or you want know, to do singles nights where people can come and maybe meet people, you know, that may have the same interests as them. Right. But we're definitely going to do themes. There's going to be themes nonstop. We're going to work with local, as many local businesses as possible. That's just good hospitality. Yeah. You know, yeah. trying to, I'm, I have a local artist building things for me here. I have a local artist out of Fayetteville named Tiger Sasha, who's going to be painting a mural on my wall for me. Wow. Okay. And you had this young guy, an 18 year old yeah. design and folks, you have to see this. You have, if nothing else, you have to come and look at the entry table that, that greets you. And they're, they're a pair of uh, a set of, I'll let you explain it. Right. So uh, it is a giant slab of very nice maple wood with two D12s, which is a 12 sided dice stacked on top of each other. And on the opposite side are two D6s stacked on top of each other. This is a reception desk that just looks like huge dice. Yeah. If you go to our Instagram or our Facebook, you can see pictures of the dice next to my three-year-old just to get <laughs> just to get a good perspective, perspective on how big they are. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And we'll put I'll put a picture in the show notes so that you can see it yourself. And I think it'll be really good to share for people so they can kind of check it out. You know, and I think that'll be that'll be a, a, a worthy endeavor to do, if mm-hmm. nothing else, just to come see that. But everything here, I mean, you're using natural wood and on, on most of the surfaces. I mean, it's it's a wide open space. I mean, you've got a lot of a lot of room to play with. Here. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So did you have any fear of starting this business at this time? I mean, oh, well, well, <laughs> so like I think most people in this difficult time, I was ignorant to the to, to just the scope of how it was going to be, how it was going to land. I don't think anybody, I mean, you're, I don't think you're not alone. I think most of society right. was, you know, everybody, w- we kept saying, oh, this is just like the flu. It's just like the flu. This will pass by. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's not quite the same. It's not yeah. quite the same. So um, um, I was not prepared for that at all, but you have to be flexible when you're opening a business, when you're doing any kind of business. So I signed my lease two days before down. they shut everything down. Wow. So I was like, well, I'm in it to win it at this point. Right. So yeah. I'm going to slow down on some stuff and you know really 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 take my time and make sure that I reach out to as many local people as possible. You know, maybe do a little bit better, a little bit more advertising, you know, just just it gave me an opportunity. I, I tried to turn it, you know, when you know something is bad, you find a way to make it good, right? right? So I'm trying to make this opportunity the best I can for the business and, you know, we'll see how that turns out, but I'm pretty confident in the way it's turning out. So, well, yeah, and like I said, I mean, you know, you need to. I mean, we're well, we're doing this podcast, and we'll put that out, and mm-hmm. people will hear it, and and certainly, you know, the gaming community is is a lot larger than people think. Yeah, I mean, it's huge, yeah. and people take their game seriously. Yes, they do. You have some that are very exclusive. You know, they're very, mo- you know, it's monothink when it comes to games. They only play a certain game, and that's what they love to play. But folks, there are so many great games out there. I know a lot of you are thinking, I don't have time for this. You know, I've got to raise some kids. I've got to do the adulting thing. But the reality is, is that not that gaming is an escape from reality, but it is a chance for you to reconnect with other individuals in a way that is unique to board games Mm -hmm. that you just can't get through an app. You can't get it through, you know, all of the different programs that are accessible and available on your TV. You can't get it through playing Xbox or PlayStation or anything like that. Those are great. And they have their place, but there's something about the board game that creates a collaborative approach to working together. And I think now more than ever before, we need that type of release and we need to 
kind of reconnect with each other. And that's just me on my soapbox. So just take that for what it's worth. So fun fact about that, you know, the puzzles in the last two months have been sold out. There's this company called Ravensburg. Uh, They make puzzles. So if you've ever gone to Walmart and looked in their puzzle section, you've probably seen Ravensburg. Uh, You might not know it, but that's that's the company that makes them. They also make a huge selection of board games. Some really fun ones like uh, Broom Service or um, one that people might be really, really familiar with is a game called Disney's Villainous, where everybody takes on the role of a Disney villain. And you're all trying to accomplish your tasks within your Disney world before the other people. This is a great game for kids. I take this to my family when I go visit my family in Oklahoma. I take this game and I play with my niece and nephew. And we always pick a different Disney villain. There's several. There are expansions that add new villains. And you're just trying to... Is Cruella de Vil in there? Yes. She's okay. in the latest expansion. Okay. Um, All right. So there's some really, really fun stuff. And the heroes are trying to stop you, but you don't control when the heroes come into play. Your opponents do. Oh, so okay. your opponents are just trying to slow you down yeah. long enough so that they can finish their task. <laughs> yeah. Like Little John from Robin Hood. He's the main villain. And his goal is just to acquire a huge amount of money. And that's really easy to do with what he does, but Robin and Friar Tuck and all these other heroes can step in and stop him or take his money and give it to other people. And right. it makes it you know, a really interesting dynamic. And every time you play it, you play a new villain and, and it's a completely different experience every time. Kids love it because the artwork is just so thematic to Disney and really, really fun game. But I got a little, I'm sorry, I got a little sidetracked there. No, it's there. fine. I, I mean, I wish people could see Jesse's excitement because his eyes are just you know, wide open talking about this. And it's it's just nice it's so because, great. I mean, I think, you know, when people find their passion, mm-hmm. something that they would, you know, they would do for no money at all, then it gets a lot easier. It's nice to have the money, but of course. I mean, certainly sure. that, that, yeah. that actually, that passion is needed. So, yeah. but no, go ahead, continue. Um, but Ravensburg is a company that makes that game, but they, they do a lot of puzzles. They make a lot of puzzles and they are sold out. Their factories are backlogged oh my goodness. because of COVID-19 everybody's purchasing puzzles, puzzles and doing yeah. puzzles at home. So we can just look at that as a, you know, a kind of, you know, test subject as to what people can do together as a family, you know, when setting around a table and board games are just that medium there that a great medium for it. And yeah. I, I really, I can't stress enough how amazing it feels to get, you know, my 15 year old niece away from, you know, her texting or my, 13-year-old nephew away from Fortnite long enough to sit down with me because I only come down once a year. Right, I don't right. get to see him very often. Yeah. I love Fortnite. It's a great game, but you know, I want him to, you know, come visit with me, you know, and getting him to come sit down and play a game like that or, you know, like One Night Ultimate Werewolf where everybody's trying to hide from the werewolf in a card game and, you know, those kinds of things are they're really really fun and they make memories that I I can't replace. Yeah, I I couldn't absolutely. replace. So, I really like Ravensburg is a really fun company. And if you guys get a chance, you know, look them up because yeah, they've got some I really fun stuff. Oh, I like puzzles personally. So, I mean, certainly I need to. We have several. I've gone, I've blown through a couple of them recently. But yeah, no, a good puzzle is, is, is a lot of fun. So. Yeah. And there's something about just that, that tactile nature of putting the puzzles together. It really helps, you know, keeps your brain, keeps your brain healthy right. and stimulated. Right. So. so there are some studies that my wife has found because she has taken probably six semesters of you know research methods at sure. this point in her career. So she found these articles that suggest that there are a lot of educational benefits baked into board games for children, adolescents, and adults. Things like for kids practicing turn-taking. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really big developmental behavior that 
board games really help with. And they've shown studies that things like proper planning and making sure that you have, you know, what you're going to do on your turn, not just this turn, but next turn when it comes back around to you, what are you going to do? It helps with reading comprehension. Mm -hmm. It can help with communication. But what they've seen in in adults that, that people who play board games as adults are financially more responsible with their money. Really? And now this is, I'm specifically talking about Euro style games here because Euro style games typically deal with resource gathering and terrain production. So you could combine those and you've got an adult life, right? You're just acquiring resources and and attempting to, you know, pay your rent and plan for a rainy day. Exactly. Yeah. So what we're dealing with right now. Exactly. So. So there is an element of life brought into a board game that is really beneficial for adults and you know, teenagers, I've, if you've got, you know, teenagers that you want to help learn the value of currency and things like that, board games are a great, you know, opportunity, a great opening to help with that. Or just learning to be social <laughs> offline. Precisely. Right? Yes. I mean, that's the key thing. Yes. Because it's one, I mean, these kids know how to be social and on Instagram and, you know, but it, it's one thing to be social that way. And then I'm always explaining to my 15 year old how you got to look a person in the eye, you got to mm-hmm. talk to them, ask them how they're doing, check in with them. It's those relationships that are hugely important. And you, gaming gives you, a, a board gaming specifically gives you a chance to de- build and develop those relationships. Exactly. Even if you're, you know, what a lot of people consider themselves to be anti-social. Or, uh, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say anti-social. Sure. I would just say yeah. more introverted, yeah. right? Because right. you right. have people that skew towards that side. Right. So you have introversion, you have ambroversion and extroversion. Right. So you have people that are way out there, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm more on the extroverted side, but then you have some people that are kind of like in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, and there've been studies that have shown, and I could go down a rabbit hole talking about extroversion and introversion, but that may be for another podcast. But anyway, <laughs> that, you bring up a good point. So I want to, before we close, I want to talk just a little bit about your hopes and goals with, if, if I'm a parent, as I am, a parent mm-hmm. with a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old, what is Board Game Nights going to be able to do for me? So Board Game Nights for you is going to provide you with a source of entertainment and help you create memories with your kids. So coming here on the weekends, or the reason I took the name Board Game Nights is because it's a popular trope to have a board game night with a family. And I want to be a part of that, or I want to help (laughs) parents uh, succeed in having that. You know, home life can get hectic. By the time you get off work, you get home, you got to cook dinner, you got to take baths, you got to get to bed, right? Like there's a lot going on. But who's to say that one of those nights can't be, let's go to board game nights, let's eat at a food truck out front, Let's drink some kombucha. Let's play some board games. Right. And then let's let's wind down and go home for the night. I just had a great experience with my kids. I had a fun night. Everybody ate. I didn't spend a whole lot of money right. because I didn't have to go out and buy these board games. They were just provided to me. Yeah. And, you know, all you had to do was just show up. Yep. Right. Yep. So and that's that's the goal. That's what I'm trying to provide for parents. Right. Is the ability to create memories with their kids. What I'm trying to provide for kids is a source of entertainment that is not technology. We have a lot of that. And it's, that, again, that's great. That's an amazing thing. I love my technology. It's my background and my sure. career. But we need all things in moderation, yeah. right? So this is one of those things that can you know, provide an outlet for kids to have fun outside of that. And they may not even know that they love it yet. Yeah. And again, my, my wife, having a background in education and stuff, she's creating curriculums, educational curriculums. Her very first one was created around Ticket to Ride. It's on Teachers Pay Teachers, which is a website where teachers can create curriculum. And, and right, so right. it's on there. She published it there. Oh. But uh, she created a curriculum around it to help with navigation, the United States territories, 
how we operate things, how we color code and design things. That's genius. Um, So that's her background. That's her specialty. That's what, you know, I mean, she brings so much more to my family than that, but, right, but right. to the business, that's what she's bringing in a, in spades. So, that's awesome. um, so she's going to be creating curriculum around that. We're going to have after school programs for kids. We're going to have summer camps and other, other camps and special events for kids and right. competitions. We're probably going to do some kind of bracket for March Madness. Okay. That's what we were going to do this right, year, but then this happens. This but, happens. Yeah. So. So you got some big plans. Um, we there. do. We have some very big plans. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad to be at the forefront of this and an and early adopter of what you guys are planning to do here so that everybody knows how to connect with you. What's the best way for them? What's your website address? So my website address is www.boardgamenight.com. And that's night with a K. Like yes, the, K-N-I-G-H-T. Like Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And then what's the address here? The address is 1400 Southwest Susanna Street. Yep. And that's like right down from what this main drag is. 14th. Is 14th. Correct. And yeah. it's right down from Climb, Bentonville. Yep. Bentonville Climb. Which, so like if you make that left hand turn, so like if you were going towards the Walmart headquarters, it's right before that, that right before you get to that main section there, you make that left hand turn on yep. 14th and come on down. Bentonville Climb is on your left and you go down a little bit further and that's where Susanna is. And there's a strip mall and you guys, as soon as you pull in, you're right there. Yep. So, yeah. Exactly. Now, we don't have an official grand opening date set. <coughs> yeah, yet. absolutely. Obviously, we do plan on working in the near future with doing a soft opening mm-hmm. where maybe getting people can reserve tables and we can keep tables 12 feet apart or sure. you know, 15 feet apart so that people who want to come play games can mm-hmm. keep everything clean and disinfected and um, you know allow people to maybe get out and play some board games with their friends that they haven't seen in two months. Yeah, um, exactly. And give them an area to do it that's not their house that they've been Cooped up Hobbit hold in for a little while. Mm-hmm. So we plan on doing that in the near future, but we are definitely hoping for a beginning of June okay. being grand open by then. Okay. So. All right. So what we'll do is we'll coordinate with you and figure out when your soft opening is, and then also to find out when um, when the grand opening is, and we'll try to coincide. We'll, we'll come out with this like a week or two before that stuff starts to happen, so mm-hmm. that way we can kind of figure out what's going on and uh, let people know, and then we'll push some other stuff out so that you guys can um, get the word out. Yeah, that'd so, be great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for connecting with me. And as I said, it was really good just to be in front of a live human being and not on a right. Zoom call doing an interview. So <laughs> yeah, this, thank you this, so much for is, having me. This is a lot of fun, and I appreciate it. Folks, you guys have to come down here to Board Game Nights in Bentonville. Check out Jesse and what his wife, what's your wife's name? Catherine. Catherine. Check out what Jesse and Catherine are doing. I'd really like to see Northwest Arkansas support these guys with their endeavors because I would imagine that if this goes off well, there may be room for a board game nights down in Fayetteville. That was some that others. was that was the that that's, was the plan. That's the plan. Yep, so yep. all right. So they, they, I don't want to steal your thunder, but but <laughs> yeah, you guys have to come out and support it. And I would imagine that there's going to be some gamers that are going to come up from Fayetteville because it's really not that far away anyway. Right. And, and and because Northwest Arkansas is all one one community, so mm-hmm. we like to support each other. Yeah. So so certainly come out and check out board game nights up here in Bentonville. If you do come in here and you've heard about it because you heard heard about it on the podcast, let Jesse and this team know about that. And, uh, you know, we, we would appreciate you doing that. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. I thank you so much that. for having me again, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas Board Game Nights is definitely the place to be. If you're a gamer, if you like to play board games, if you like to do puzzles, you need to come up here and check out Jesse. That's all we have for you this week. We really appreciate it. I want to remind you, please visit our website at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. 
And please sign up for our newsletter. It comes out every Friday. We have a new newsletter which talks about the previous episode that came out and what's coming out next week, as well as all the major events and things happening around Northwest Arkansas. So if you want to stay abreast of all the things that are happening and just stay abreast of what we're doing here at I Am Northwest Arkansas, please, please, please subscribe to our newsletter at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can do it on the right-hand side of the website, or there's a pop-up that will usually show up and we'll invite you to be on our mailing list. So we would really appreciate that more than anything else. And also just check us out online. You can listen to the podcast wherever great podcasts can be found. If you do listen and you like what you hear, please rate and review the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Let us know what you think. We love reviews. We love feedback. Our goal is to continue to get better on a daily basis. So we can't do that without hearing from our from our audience, which is you. So that's all I have for today. And I will see you with a brand new episode next week. Remember, we release new episodes every Monday and um, that's it for today. So I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I will connect with you soon. Stay safe. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.